Hey, Craig, cheers for coming on today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I don't want to bore you to death with some like generic questions where you're sitting there and falling asleep in your chair or anything. Um, so tell me a bit about yourself. Tell me about your background. Yeah, so you know, I go way back to starting my online business in 1999. I wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach in a big sport over here in Canada called uh, the National Hockey League. And I ended up stumbling into writing for Men's Health magazine. I realized I just love sitting behind the computer. I'm a bit of a nerd at heart. And then I started selling online, my fitness prog programs online for about 10 years. And then I bought a business that helps people grow their businesses. And then I wrote a book called The Perfect Day Formula a couple of years ago. And that's really where I focus my time now, coaching entrepreneurs and successful executives on how to get more done and grow their businesses faster. Boom. Short and sweet, keeping it cool. Yeah, yeah I don't want to bore people either. I want to get right to the point like, hey, this is a, these are the dots. <laughs> um, so interesting sort of career path. What made you choose the career path you went down? Like, What inspired you? Like, Did you always know that you kind of wanted to help people and motivate them, etc.? Yeah, I always wanted to help people and show them that you know what they were struggling with really could be solved quite efficiently. And so I'm all, always about always have been about saving people time, whether it was showing them how to work out in less time to get the results they wanted or how to shortcut you know, their business growth so that they can achieve their goals or so that they could get more done in fewer work hours per day. So I was always about that efficiency. And my hobbies at, when I was younger were really fitness-based. I wasn't really much of a businessman. I didn't think I'd be a businessman. Um, but over time, I've just realized I love being an entrepreneur and I love, you know, kind of having my own schedule and dominating my days. And that has just evolved. And, you know, Steve Jobs has a, had a really great quote that he shared with the Stanford graduating class of 2005. And he said, you can't connect the dots looking forward, meaning you, you're, not gonna, you're not sure where you're going to end up. But you can connect the dots looking backwards. And when you look back, it's like, oh, this is how I got here by doing the work and, and trying this and then trying this and trying this. And it led to this pa uh, place where I am today. You wrote, a, you wrote a book as well. It's that, that's what you said, uh, correct in that. And what was that sort of based around and based on? Yeah, the perfect day formula is about helping people get more done and make more money and still get home on time for dinner with their families. And it's about structuring your day so that you're taking advantage of your best hours. It's about putting in place habits of steel. It's about building rules and systems for your life so that you get more done. And it's also about having that strong vision that you can move towards because most people just don't know where they want to be in the future. And that's really, really important. And if you don't know where you want to be, then you don't know the path that you should be taking. So we start with the vision, we help them get that in place, and then we help them put in place the systems and plans so that they move towards their legacy and success every day. How would you um, get someone to be more productive with their time? Like, what would they need to implement? So, for example, like, I've had clients where I'm PTing or I'm trying to get people into the gym and they're like, I don't have enough time, man. Like, I'm busy doing this and browsing this or I'm working all the time. I've got time with my family. You know, how, what sort of steps should those people implement? Well, what they need to do is actually probably stop doing a lot of stuff. They need to take stuff out of their day. There's too many things that they're trying to do. They're not doing things in blocks of time. And when they're, you know, bouncing from one thing to another time and time again over the course of the day, they end up being very busy. And there's a lot of activity, but not a lot of accomplishment. And that can really hold people back in life. So that's what we want to do is give people accomplishment. And that's deep work blocks of 90 minutes to three hours 
where there's no social media, where they're not goofing around, where they're not getting distracted. And when you can do that, you can really move ahead in your life and you can feel that progress and momentum at the end of every day. And that's how you become successful. So you have to focus and say no to a lot of things. And so we just, you know, I know a lot of people that try and do too many things in the morning. They want to do meditation and gratitude journaling and exercise and yoga and, and watch YouTube motivational videos. And the next thing you know, two and a half hours are gone and they haven't done anything that really matters that moves them ahead in life. And so I work with a lot of people to go back and cut things out so it makes life a whole lot easier because, I mean, we could be working 24 hours a day. We have to draw the line somewhere. Mm. I mean, that's um, one of the issues, sort of, uh, maybe it's an issue or not, but with like the law of attraction, for example, people will meditate and use affirmations to try and bring in what they want in life and then wonder why nothing's happening and it's because you know they're watching these motivational videos and uh doing the yoga and etc but they're not actually taking action on their steps and you know make it moving forward to their future goals that's so funny because i actually have a chapter in my book called the law of action attraction and and what that means is you can't just sit there and hope that things are going to come to you you have to go out there and take action as you said and when you take action, you attract opportunity into your life. And then you have to be smart enough to take advantage of that opportunity. But you can't just sit there and hope that things are going to come to you. You have to take action. And that worked for me. So when I hired my first business coach, the very first question on the very first call, he said, Craig, what do you want your business to look like in five years from now? And I said, hey, I want to have a business like this thing called Early to Rise, which was a very successful and established website. And then he said, okay, if you want to have a business like Early to Rise, here's what you need to do. You need to become a better coach, a better writer, a better speaker, and a better networker. And I spent five years doing it. And then five years, three months, and 17 days after having that coaching session, I was able to buy the business of my dreams. So that was huge for me because I was taking action every day and attracting that opportunity in my life. And that's how you get things. That's how you get success. That's how you find the love the love of your life, that's how you go and, and get exactly the life of your dreams by taking action. Action is the key, as you said. Yeah, I mean, um, I think in your book you touch, in, touch on sort of the five pillars to success. Mm -hmm. um, what are they like? Are they in like a certain order or can they be done in any way? Do you know what I mean? Do they follow a set process? Yeah, so the, the five pillars of success actually came from my weight loss transformation contest that I ran in my fitness business. And I realized the people that lost the most weight and won the contest always had better planning and preparation than ever before. They had professional accountability, which means they had a coach. They had positive social support, meaning they had cheerleaders in their life. They hung around positive, like-minded people. And they had a meaningful incentive. That's the fourth pillar. So they were doing it for something that really mattered to them, not just for money, but for something that really, truly mattered to them. And then finally, they had the big deadline in place because the deadline spurs us to action. So you have to have those five pillars, better planning and preparation than ever before. Positive, uh, sorry, professional accountability, positive social support, a meaningful incentive, and the big deadline, and you can use those to lose weight, make more money, find the love of your life, find the home of your dreams, write a book, do anything that you want, change any habit when you have those five pillars in place. They are really, really powerful. Yeah, I mean, um, I podcasted quite recently with um, a strength and conditioning coach who works for American Top Team in the UFC, and um, his name's Phil DeRue, and he was saying, like, we sort of had this conversation, because I was like, oh, how are you doing so, being so successful? And he was like, 
I just found my why, man. Like my why I needed to get up in the morning and not be lazy. My why I needed to be pro- like more pro- productive with my time. Um, and then from there, you know, I started to uh, had like accountability. So if I didn't do stuff in in the day, my wife might be like, "What's going on?" You know, it's kind of kind of he was held accountable by someone, and I think like that works for him. So I think finding the why and, and definitely those five pillars are going to make people a lot more successful. Well, obviously, you know, as much as knowing the knowledge, you've got to got to implement it into into your own lives. Um, yeah, accountability is probably the secret ingredient to success because you can have the, all the greatest information in the world. And in fact, everything you need to know is probably on YouTube for free, but people don't take action on it. And the reason they don't take action is they have no accountability. And that guy had the accountability from his wife and he did not want to disappoint her. And so when you are looking for accountability in your life, whether it's you or whether it's somebody listening, you have to find somebody that you are accountable to, that you deeply do not want to disappoint. Like if you disappointed them, they would look at you and be very and be dis and you know be like, oh man, you know that's so disappointing. And you'd feel also like shame and embarrassment. Like it's almost like your big brother looking down and saying, man, I'm I'm really embarrassed that you didn't you know do what you said you were going to do. And you'd be like, oh man, I'm I'm never going to disappoint that person again. And when that's your level of accountability, then you're unstoppable. I hope it was his wife that. Uh... <laughs> if not he's going to be coming to England to kick my ass now he probably oh, there you go. too much um, but um, also I watched a little video of yourself and you were saying sort of how sleeping times and waking up times and having them kind of a set th- uh, set routine sort of changed things for yourself how how did like what sort of happened when you started to to sleep maybe the correct time and go to bed at a set time and get up at a set time what happened there yeah, it was huge. And, and, you know, so when I was your age, I resisted this information. I mean, as a young guy, like you don't you don't want to go to bed and get up at the same time every single day of the week. You're like, oh, no, on the weekends, I got to stay up late. And so I resisted it. And, you know, every morning or every Sunday night, I wouldn't be able to fall asleep because I was out until, you know, three o'clock in the morning the night before. And then I'd toss and turn in bed and I'd wake up Monday so tired and I'd be falling asleep at two o'clock in the afternoon. And then Tuesday, I'd still be tired. And Wednesday, I'd still be tired. And finally, Thursday, I'd be back to normal. And then it's like, you know, Thursday night uh, here in Toronto, everybody goes out. So it's like Mm -hmm. time to get off my track again. And so then I finally started sticking to going to bed at the same time every night and getting up at the same time every day. And when I did that, it was the best thing that I ever did for my all-day energy. Now, I know what people are thinking, like, how am I going to be able to do this? And the answer is try and stick to that wake-up time as close as possible every single day. Now, you might sleep in a little bit on the weekend, but don't sleep in too much because then you're not going to be able to sleep on Sunday night and then it's going to ruin two days. So if you really want to be a high performer in life, whether it's as, as an athlete or whether it's a bodybuilder or whether it's as an author or an entrepreneur, having a regular bedtime and wake-up time is critical. And that thing, you know, that change just made a world of difference for me. And yeah, I still stay up later than normal two nights a week probably, whether it's a date night or whether it's a business dinner. But I don't deviate too much from the wake-up time in the morning. I'll have a nap later on or I'll go to bed earlier the next night. But that really, really helped me. So that's what I was talking about in those articles. And I truly believe this is a huge, huge factor in success. Do you think that um, sort of helped you with your your anxiety as well, like getting a good routine and (laughs) getting the proper sleep? Do you know what I mean? Because I've suffered with it myself. And uh, when I don't fucking, when I have like lack of sleep during the day, I'm so tired. And I wake up in the evening and I repeat and repeat. And then I get to 
even like five days later and I'm so zapped. I've had minimal sleep, like 15 hours sleep or whatever over a period of, I don't know, fuck knows how many days, but <laughs> I'm just like, I, I lose track of everything. Do you know what I mean? And then my heart rates up. I'm like, Oh yeah. my God, why do I feel like shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I was young, uh, I mean, I guess I wasn't even that young, you know, like even in my mid twenties, late twenties, I was, I was a personal trainer. So I'd be getting up at four 30 in the morning I'd work on my online business for a bit and then I would go and train people all day long and I would do that Monday through Friday and then on Friday night I would go to the club, Saturday night I'd go to the club and you know I'd be up until my wake up time and then Sunday I'd try and go to sleep and over time this led to anxiety, too much drinking, too much caffeine, all of this stuff and so I had to put a lot of habits into place to get myself back on track. It was you know from the wake up times um, and the, and the bedtimes to cutting back on alcohol and caffeine and not hanging around people that, you know, would put me in a tempting situation. So I still hung around them on other days of the week when they weren't partying, but I wouldn't go partying with them anymore. You have to remove negative influences from your life. And then I learned how to breathe better. I learned how to do uh, breathing through my belly because I used to breathe through my upper chest and and with a short, shallow breath from your upper chest that leads to more anxiety. So I had to learn how to breathe better. I'd do a little bit of meditation, slow down, get focused, better structure in my days, healthier habits. Even though I was healthy like 80% of the week, then I'd go totally off the rails for you know two days. And it was just it was growing up essentially, you know. And, and it was you know it was it was about time. I was 30 years old when I had my anxiety attacks. I went to the emergency room twice, and I really needed to grow up and get serious about my life. Um, you know, I was I was fortunate. I was successful monetarily and in my business. But my personal life, I was just acting like a you know a goofy college boy, and I needed to get my act together. And so all of those things really helped me. And then I was able to overcome my anxiety by doing that as well. That pretty much answered my next question, which was, <laughs> how did you overcome your anxiety? Yeah, um, yeah, it was doing. It was like being persistent, like overturning every rock. Because it, when you have anxiety, it's really scary because you don't know why you feel like you're having a heart attack, and you think you might be having a heart attack, and you know, you can't explain it to somebody because you look normal. And when I was going through that, I was like, I got to do everything I can to overcome this. And so I was trying all of these new modalities that I didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy yoga or meditation or Qigong or Tai Chi, but I did them because I knew they were good for me to slow down my nervous system that was, you know, just operating on that fight or flight all the time. And so I had to slow down my life and I just tried everything and putting those systems into place and, and more sleep eventually got me out of it but it was from the first the first time I had anxiety a real hard attack it was uh, January 1st of 2006 and when I was finally done with it it was the middle of May so it was a long time to go through it um, but now I don't suffer from it anymore because I have my lifestyle in check yeah I mean um, like four or five days ago for me I hadn't had it for like two years and then like four or five days ago I just woke up like in the morning my heart was racing I thought oh my god I'm I'm on my way out like I'm gonna be I'm done like, do you know what I mean? and then for like literally for like three days after like literally today I, f I feel good but for three days after I had pains in my chest like every now and then I was taking big short deep breaths like oh like that you know and I was thinking god and I know obviously like I knew I'm like this is my anxiety but still part of me is like what if I'm having a heart attack yeah. what's going on you know and um but obviously yeah your wheels get turning and it makes it worse because you're yeah. thinking all these things and so it's you know just little things like 
doing the deep breathing and getting outside in fresh air and talking to somebody and explaining like this is how I'm feeling can kind of help. And that's the first place to get started when you're feeling like that. And if you're worried, by all means, like if you're really scared for your physical health, go to the hospital, go to a doctor, get checked out. They'll, you know, hopefully they'll say to you, there's nothing physically wrong with you. And when I was told that, that was a huge relief to me. When I was told that they did some tests on me, they gave me a chest x-ray and they said, you know what, there's actually nothing physically wrong with you. And when I knew that, I was like, okay, there's nothing physically wrong with me. It just means I have to, you know, take back control of my life. And that's when I started putting more structure into my life because that gives you true freedom. Yeah, I mean, it was the same for me. I went to, I had all my glands swell up, like, well, random. Oh, wow. All in my groins, all, all on my neck and that. And I went to the um, the doctor and uh, they took all my blood tests and, like, done everything. Uh, came back and just said, oh, like, everything's fine. Like, you've got no health problems at all. Um, you're super healthy, super fine. But can you come back in for a chat anyways? And I was like, well, fuck it, why not? And then, obviously, I was a little bit like, why do they want to talk to me? I go in and he was just like, oh, I can see that, um, you know, maybe you've got other issues going on mentally. Um that's making you stress and it's obviously causing some like physical reactions. He was like, here's all the like list of the glands in your body um, and why they might flare up. But trust me, there's nothing wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, after that, literally the next day I was just like, I feel fine. I feel good. Like that's exactly how it was for me. It was the same day that I was told that. And I actually bought this book called panic away uh, by, by an Irishman. Uh, Barry McDonough and the second chapter the first five words in it say there's nothing wrong with you and as soon as I read those five words it was the same day I was told there was nothing physically wrong with me and that was it I was free Uh, so uh, you know for people that are listening that are struggling with it you know make make sure that you get that physical okay and that that'll be a huge weight off your shoulders because then you know it's like okay I can control this other stuff through lifestyle modifications so we'll deter back to um, sort of like income-based and successful stuff. Um, what steps would you recommend someone to like implement if they wanted to increase their income, for example? Well, then it's a matter of figuring out what can I do that adds value to the world. So if you're a salesman, by all means, just go and learn how to be, uh, become a better salesperson, study the skills, and then go and find you know, a, a job where it gives the best commissions, where you're doing something that you you love and you totally believe in selling this product. Um, learning how to sell is easily the most important skill for somebody if they want to learn how to make money. I didn't learn how to do face-to-face selling until my early 30s, and I wish I would have done it way earlier because that is a tough thing to do. But if you can learn it, and everybody can, use the five pillars of, of success, and you can become a great salesperson – Man, the the keys to the bank are yours because that's really what life is about is persuading other people to take action and giving them value and you'll get more value in return. So that's a great place to start if you're in a career. Also, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, you need to know how to sell. And then if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to figure out where is there a problem to be solved? How can I solve somebody's problem, whether it's in the healthcare world or whether it's in the fitness world or whether it's in the banking world or the cryptocurrency world? You just need to go and solve somebody's problem. And when you can solve somebody's problem and sell them on your solution, then you can increase your income. What are your opinions on um, cryptocurrencies? Because I'm invested slightly in Bitcoin at the moment and obviously it's been going up and up and now it's kind of just just – it's balancing nicely at uh, the twelve thousand pound mark in England, 
I wish um, I wish it would go down so I could buy some more. Um, yeah. I, I just don't feel comfortable buying more now. But I bought uh, some way earlier this year, and you know I don't. It's not going to be a life changer for me. But I I really believe that the fundamentals behind it, the blockchain stuff, is really a game changer. Like we're going to see some massive changes in how things are done. Uh, businesses are going to you know crumble, and businesses are going to be built on this new system um, of transparency and you know, whether Bitcoin survives or not, I don't know, but it's going to be a real interesting time, that's for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, you've got um, Ethereum and uh, Litecoin coming coming up as well. Obviously, they're still, you know, reasonably cheap to buy at the moment. Um, and I've seen, I've been watching the markets for them and they're slightly growing and then dipping and going up. And some people are obviously hesitant, like, oh, is it a bubble? Is it not? And for me, I think it's kind of, if you can invest invest what you're not bothered about losing then you know potentially there's success there but i agree with you like i think it's a massive game changer in the currency world and just being able to pay for stuff you know it's like instantaneous and uh yeah big big pros to bitcoin i don't know where it's kind of crept out from it's just appeared i was even thinking to myself i was like hmm, maybe this is terminator like maybe this is skynet it's made its own <laughs> currency so the internet can take over <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny. My my friend bought some back in 2010, and he actually lost the computer that he had it on. I mean, he's bought he's got millions worth of it now, but he actually lost it years ago when it when it first got popular. Um, so I mean, it's very interesting. It's it's a, a way outside my scope of expertise, but I did the same thing as you. Is I put in as much money as I was comfortable losing. Best bet. Um, so I checked out one of your four minute workout videos as well. I had like two million views. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was released in like 2013. What was that like for you? Obviously, because a lot of people they'll post videos on YouTube and you know they barely see a thousand people. Whereas for yourself on that video and you know other videos, they they're reaching a hundred thousand. You know, various different viewing statistics. But what? How did you sort of deal with that? Just looking and being like, oh shit. Oh, I mean, uh, that doesn't even like register in my mind because it doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, you know, I've had I have other videos that have been watched around that many times, and I've had videos on YouTube since 2007, so that's why some of them have been watched a lot. And then some of it's like keywords, uh, you know, help increase the views. But you know, that was that was a video from one of my programs, and you know, the impact of that YouTube video on my business was probably inconsequential. What allowed us to be really successful was running Facebook ads to the, to the sales page for the four minute workout product that we had that had dozens of four minute workouts in it. And that was a game changer for us. So it was the Facebook advertising really meant a lot to me. The YouTube video stuff, it, it doesn't mean anything to me at all, really. It was just, just meh. You know, just, yeah, I mean, I mean, because most people aren't buying anything from it; they're just watching the video, uh, and you know, they might sign up for our newsletter or something. We weren't really putting a lot of effort into capitalizing on that because we were getting exponential results through our time and energy put into Facebook advertising. You know, make you know, selling hundreds of copies a day through the Facebook ads, and eventually sold almost a hundred thousand copies of that program. Good. Yeah, it's really great. I mean, um, obviously, I've been, well, I was, I'm not now, um, I just canned it for some reason. I'll probably go back to it, but I was running my own uh, fitness business over here, and um, I can give you all the excuses as to why it was probably not successful, as in, like, limited markets, there's only 
70,000 people, maybe 90,000 people in Hastings that I can personal train, um, which is, you know, potential, but then there's so many PTs around. But for me, like, I was struggling to get clientele in and I couldn't kind of assess why. And I was doing the Facebook adverts and, um, you know, just pissing money away, potentially. And, yeah, I just start. Uh, how could maybe I change that situation around? Like, obviously, you'd need to... This is just from you're just giving me, you know, an outside perspective. I'm sure if you looked at everything from the inside, you'd be like, well, that needs to change, that needs to change, but sort of a rough guess. Well, I would say you need to really want to do it. I mean, if 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 you were saying, oh, I don't do it anymore, it means you didn't love doing it, you didn't want to do it, you weren't willing to dive deep into it. And so I'm going to say to somebody like, listen, there's there's still like that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. I mean, in, in, in the town where I grew up, there's only 30,000 people and there's multiple gyms and tons of trainers. And so you need to go in there and I would say, hey, you're going to become an expert in group training, you know, four people to 15 people so that you're multiplying your efforts and you have people pay less. So it's, you know, it's less of a burden for them than one-on-one -on -one PT and there's more energy. There's going to be a greater opportunity for them to lose weight because they're going to get the positive social support in addition to the professional accountability. So you can do that group training. You're going to be able to train a few hours per day then you're gonna be able to bring on other trainers and and open up more times and more classes more sessions so there's huge opportunity but you have to be like fired up to go and do it if it's like pulling teeth for you like if it's like really really hard job for you and you don't want to do it you don't wake up at six o'clock in the morning like jumping out of bed to go and tackle this project then there's no way you're going to keep up with it you know at the first sign of trouble you're going to go like I don't want to do this. It's too hard. You know, here are all the excuses. And so you need to find what you really, not necessarily, I mean, you have to be kind of passionate about it, but you have to be willing to do the work. You have to be totally committed to it. So it's more than passion, it's commitment. And when you're committed to it and learn and you're willing to learn and you really, you, you accept the fact that, hey, you know what? It's not going to be easy. There's going to be a roller coaster ride, the entrepreneurial roller coaster. There's going to be dips and there's going to be highs and lows then if you're fully committed, you're going to be successful in the long run because you stick to it. That's what you have to do. You have to stick to it. Yeah, I mean, that was, um, I mean, I was going for like four years. And when mm -hmm. I first started, I was just like, yes, like I'd have like two people and I'd be buzzing and like I'd have no one. And I'd be like, ah, don't matter. Like I'll go get someone else. It's, you know, it's fine. We're going to keep growing and keep growing. And what I found is uh, people... Like, I'd be like, oh, can you send me your before and afters? Like, can you make sure you take a before photo and send me an after because I need it for my portfolio so I can tell people these are the results I'm getting. This is what I'm good at. Come, you know, come train with me. And people were just letting me down left, right and center. And I'm just thinking, God damn, like, what the fuck can I do? <laughs> well, there's no, you're asking them to do something that has no value to them. So mm -hmm. it's like, hey, give me your photos so that I can put them on the internet so that I can benefit to you, benefit and there's no value to you. And and I had that same problem back when I was selling my my programs online. I wouldn't get a lot of before and afters until I did a transformation contest and I set those up and I said in order for you to win my money, so value to the other person, you need to give me your before and after photos and write about how you had success. And that then gave people an incentive because otherwise there's no incentive. Like why would I give you my half naked photos to put on your website? I'm not doing that, yeah. you know? And, but, and so that was a game changer for me. No, it makes sense. Um, how did you meet, uh, Bedros? Bedros and I started sending each other books in the mail because we really liked each other. We liked what they were, what each other were doing. 
And, you know, I saw, I was like, Hey man, I love the way that you're coaching and you're taking action. So I sent him a book that I can't remember what the book was, but I, and I knew it would help him. And then he sent me a book back and then I joined his coaching program. And then we decided to start a coaching program together and we started, you know, helping thousands of online entrepreneurs. And that's what we do today. And sort of who were your idols and who inspired you to take, you know, take the journey that you're on now? Uh, well, there's lots of people that I would look at as mentors, a guy named Mark Ford, who owned the Early to Rise website. Um, he, he wrote a lot of books under the name Michael Masterson. There's probably there's one book that every business owner should get called Ready, Fire, Aim. It's a very great book. Uh, there's another guy named Yannick Silver, who is one of my first coaches. He's an internet marketing guy. And then there's a guy named Dan Kennedy, who's a marketer. And uh, he has a lot of great books out there that can help you with your sales and marketing for you know, just a few pounds to buy the book. So th those are great places to start. And if you're in the fitness world, definitely study Bedros Goulian. And how would you motivate someone to achieve their goals, whether it be like fitness, money, etc. Like say I'm a client, I've come to you and I'm like, uh, you know, I want to do this. I'm passionate about it. Like, How would you motivate me and inspire me to sort of push more forward? We use the perfect day formula and the five pillars of success. So, you know, first of all, we'd look at your vision. What do you want to do? What is it? Where do you want to be in three years from now? What success do you want to have? Be very specific. Really define it. Be clear and concise. And then we go, okay, here's exactly where you want to get to. That's simple. Now we know exactly what road you're going to take to get there. Here, you have to do this. 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 Uh, so we have better planning and preparation than ever before. I'm going to be your coach and accountability. You're not, you don't want to disappoint me, so I'm going to hold you accountable. You're going to update me all the time. You're going to surround yourself with like-minded people. You're going to join my mastermind group. You're going to come to my coaching events. You're going to go to my seminars. You're going to be in our Facebook group, and you're going to get connected, and you're not going to hang around negative people who hold you back. You're going to cut those influences from your life, and then you're going to find a meaningful incentive. Why are you really doing this? You're not doing it for fancy cars. You're really doing it um, you know, for your, your identity, for your self-worth, you know, for your family, for all these great things. And then we're going to put deadlines in place. Okay, you want to go and sell that product? You have to get that product done in 90 days from now. You have to watch these sales videos in the next 30 days to become a better salesperson. You have to have your website up in the next 21 days. You have to have all these deadlines in there so that you take action. And that can be for money. That can, we can do the same thing for losing weight. We just put all those pillars into place and have that clear and concise vision for your future. And you can dominate anything. It's mad because the pillars are sort of interchangeable for any industry. It's crazy oh, totally. to, to think about just those processes and those pillars and literally, as you, as you call them, the pillars to success, implement them and, you know, your business is going to grow, your self-worth is going to grow. Yeah, know, I mean, you can use it, it to find, your, find, find like your wife, you know, it's like, okay, well, what do I want in a girl? So you write it down. You're like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. You know, where do I need to be? You know, where's this girl going to be? She's going to be at church. She's going to be at yoga class. Okay, I should probably spend more time at those places. Professional accountability. You, got, you might have a friend who wants to be a matchmaker. You go to them and say, hey, can you set me up with some girls? You hang around people that, uh, you know, keep you on these habits. Like, you know, if you're introverted and you don't want to go out and you don't want to go on dates, you have, hang around people who are always encouraging you to go. And then you have a meaningful incentive. You're doing this to find the love of your life. And you put deadlines in, like I have to go on, uh, you know, to five social outings in the next 30 days. I have to go on 10 dates in the next 90 days. And you can use it for anything. And that's, it's just a beautiful system. Going off on a random tangent, I'm not sure whether you'll know much about this, but what ha what's happening in America with um, net neutrality or whatever? 
I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, I don't really read up on that. I just hope that the internet continues to operate uh, as it does. Just free, free speech. Yeah, I hope open so. And, yeah, because yeah. I'm a bit worried because obviously where America goes, the UK usually follows. You know what I mean? Oh, so absolutely. Like, oh, God. Um, but yeah, we've reached the 32, 32 minute mark, 30 minute mark. Is there anything you want to add? Like this is, you can advertise yourself, your website now. Anything well, you what, say? yeah. So what I would say is that uh, success in life is really about the people you spend your time with and the experiences you have, not necessarily money that you make or the stuff that you own. So always remember that. Um, and then, you know, I'd love to meet everybody that's listening and, you know, I'd love to meet you as well. And hopefully you can make it over to America, come to our events. Uh, I have something called perfectlifeworkshop.com, which is a one-day coaching session where we put those five pillars into place for everybody, and we do the vision. Um, and also, there's a great event for fitness experts called fitnessbusinesssummit.com that my friend Bedros runs every March, and there's over a 1,000 personal trainers there. So if you want to be successful, you got to come to one of our events, hang out with me, meet me and Bedros, and, and we just look forward to seeing everybody's success story. Cool, man. I'll um, link all your details in below. I'll get you to send them over. So if anyone wants to check out the website, your Instagram, etc., and follow you, I'll link that all below. Um, cheers for coming on, man. Short, sweet, precise, everything I love. Um, I'll talk to you off camera anyways. But yeah, cheers for coming on. Thanks so much.